Good evening, everybody. It's Odette Rishdi here. And before we get started, I want to thank David at SYNY Radio, Sinai Radio, for providing this platform for us. Um, all of us who are concerned about singles here where we could discuss dating for marriage. And really, I'm grateful to Hashem to have received a huge amount of positive feedback from the singles and even their parents and even my fellow matchmakers for the other two shows. Without that thought, that positive feedback, well, I really wouldn't know how I'm doing here or why I'm doing this. I have not been anointed any special kind of powers or given any official title. My only real item on my resume is I care about singles and I want to see singles become unsingle. So let's get to today's topic, first dates. Things I shouldn't have to say, but I'm going to say it. My number one thing is dress up for those dates. Wear your best outfits. Think about what you're going to wear, how you're going to dress. Come home early from work that day and get ready properly and mentally prepare for that day. I don't care if you're dating 20 years, 5 years, 3 years, 3 times in a week, 3 different people. Mentally prepare for the date. Come home, get ready for the date. Put your all in. You never know who, you know, if it will be the right one and then... You really like that person and you didn't put your best foot forward that day. That would be a real mistake. So try to come home and not be rushed and mentally get into the dating zone before the date. Um, I'm going to discuss in a little while a little more about how much you looked into the person before the date so that you're excited about the date. Um... Don't just say yes to everyone who gives you a date. Say yes. Try. I'm not saying don't try. I'm saying look into them. Get excited about it. Hear about them. Hear about them a little bit so that you know who you're going out with, so that you're really more into the date before you go. There's a danger also in getting excited about the date. That's why singles sometimes don't like to get excited about it because if it turns out really that the date's not so good or the person's really not for you, then the letdown is, is really strong. And I know if singles are dating a long time that the letdowns just sometimes set us off and they don't want to date for a month or two months when, when like it's a really off date. And especially if they were built up about it and then it was so off we try to avoid those things, but they do happen. And we'll talk about that more. I heard something recently from a very, very brilliant therapist who was coaching one of my singles. He said, every single date you go on is your bashert. Every single date you go on can be your nasib, your intended one. How could that be? Because every date you go on provides you with some bit of experience information, knowledge, or clue, or hint of something that helps you choose when the right one comes along. So what does that tell us about even a bad date or an off date or a date that really was so not for you? That means we need to thank them because even our rabbis always tell us 
that every day brings us closer to the right one and it makes sense. That it's it makes sense. But from a psychological point of view, we're supposed to be gathering information from those dates to teach us something to get us closer to the right one. First dates could be awkward. So like just saying the word first date, blind date, it, it, it could be so awkward. And we got to thank Hashem that in the Syrian community, it's not as awkward as it can be out there in the rest of the world. So we're lucky because if we're dating in our own kind, our own community, we really have ways to really be knowledgeable about who we're going on the date with and who we're getting in the car with. Our parents really don't have so much concern because we know the families and we have ways to looking into them and pretty comfortable about who your child's going out with. When I set up two people, in fact, the only time I call singles to set up a date is when I'm just as excited. Like, I think they're never going to say no because all the information I have is going to make them want to say yes. Um, of course, it's true information and clear information and... I got to know the single person. I got to know both sides. And that's when I call. That's my MO. That's my thing. That's how I do things. Um, otherwise, people don't hear from me very often unless I'm really that excited. So what happens if you accept a date from a matchmaker or a friend or a neighbor and you don't really know so much about that person? Hashem has your back. Put your best foot forward anyway. Sometimes, let's say I'm talking to a girl, the guy isn't for you, but you were so amazing and he thinks of his friend for you. So you don't want to mess up on that date because you never know what connection that will connect for you. I have had cases where singles um, really got on the date and were very disappointed in who they were out on the date with. And they acted up and they got moody on the date. And they looked dysfunctional and not well adjusted. And um, I really think that that's not how we should act. Hashem is watching us. And he's looking to see how you react and how you make this person feel. Everyone jumps to do chesed. You know, you hear about a chesed, mitzvah man calls you to do a chesed, and you jump up to do a chesed. Well, this is chesed too. Going on a date with someone, this Jew you're on a date with accepted a date with you. And there's still somebody Hashem created. And to act up and be so disappointed to their face is just not a way and if that is a level and I know that there's disappointment out there and I know how heartbroken someone can be when a date is so off it's I really avoid doing that to singles but these things do happen some people get very excited and think it's a perfect match and you're still horribly disappointed still Try to smile and do chesed and give them your ear and then kindly say no after the date. 
from the beginning in our Torah, the Eliezer, the first matchmaker, our matchmakers in the Chumash have looked into Midah first when looking for a match for our forefathers. So let's bottom line what we're looking for to see on each date. If we're looking for looks, and the looks are top on the list, then we won't notice those top-notch midot through the, the disappointment in the looks. If they're not on the level of looks that you needed, then all you have is disappointment, and now you're not able to see those midot that could actually tip the scales in your favor, that charm that I spoke about last time. Now remember, our topic on this show is let's get untangled. So I'm not saying don't be attracted or that attraction doesn't matter. Everyone thinks matchmakers want us to, you know, want to tell us, want to tell the singles forget the attraction. We're not saying that. Parents are not saying that. Your friends are not saying that. We're not saying attraction isn't a factor. It's a factor. It's important. It's one of the main factors, but it can't be the top factor. It can't be the the thing that you judge the whole thing on. The Yetzirah, the modern world, our upbringing, who our cousins married, all these things affect how, who we feel we must bring home. All those musts are keeping us single. I say us because yes, Baruch Hashem, I'm married. But you are me. How many singles have I literally coached, cried with, sweated with, knocked on rabbis' doors with to get them married? Literally. There's so much more I, I could say I've done. And I've sweated it out with them. So yeah, you are me. And all these musts are keeping us single. Attraction will come. Look for someone responsible. Look for kindness. Look for patience. Look for someone who loves children. Or the level of religion you need. Dedication in their job. Dedication to their family members. When you do see those things. Let that tip the scale. Say yes for the next date because they had amazing me dog. After all, all the exchanges a couple must have through the many years of marriage, attraction will be lovely to have. But without the other qualities really being strong and apparent, there might be a wedding, but chas v'shalom, not a lasting marriage. That is the last thing we want to see happen. So first dates really matter. How you look at the person, which lens you decide to put on before the date really matters. Also, take your simcha with you on that date. Decide decide that you're happy before the date. Decide you're a happy person. When we're happy, we see things we need to see. We make better decisions. Hashem really works with us when we are b'simcha.
we can do a whole show on Simcha alone. I don't know if you're following and it's all a gift on Instagram. Because this week I asked 10,000 followers and we got so many answers. This question. What was their biggest first date deal breaker? So, so many people shouted out the guy took the bridge or being cheap. Um, many people said a deal breaker was a temper or anger. Obvious tempers. Um, someone said bad language, which goes without saying. Someone said embarrass- embarrassing the waitress. Now, some people don't notice that as a problem, but that is a problem. We've been taught that when someone is abrupt and not nice to the waiter or waitress or embarrasses them, can think that later on when we mess up, that's how they'll speak to us. Once their guard comes down and they're not trying to prove themselves to us. So on dates, people have to be on their best behavior and they're not trying to cover things up. If something goes wrong, that's when we need to look at their meetup. When something doesn't go right, their car had got into a fender bender. Let's look at how they react. So another thing they mentioned was not opening the car door or not walking the girl to the door. Um, so I want to go over a few of these things. So if the guy took the bridge, now maybe he checked ways and saw there was traffic at the tunnel. Or maybe he didn't bring change with him and he didn't have an easy pass. Um, whatever the thing might be, look to see if they're generous in other ways. Don't make just, he took the bridge, oh, that's it, he's not for me. Okay, we got to look into people a little bit more. I did get amazing comments from wonderful people who were married who said their spouse took the bridge, but they're very generous people. And one great comment was being cheap is not the same thing as saving money. Someone else wrote, uh, conscious spending can be a good attribute. So how do we look at someone who is saving money? Do we classify them as cheap or classify them as someone who's careful with money? Someone else added, you know, if someone is a saver and careful with their money, eventually they could buy their wife a house. And someone who isn't careful won't be able to provide those things, maybe. After the date, oh, I just want to go back to not walking the girl to the door or not opening the car door. It is a nice thing, and it's something every guy should do, but some guys weren't taught that, and we've modernized a bit, so if they weren't really told, they might not do it, but most boys, once they're told they're supposed to do it, are very happy to do it. It might be a little awkward even sometimes, but they still are glad to do it. But let's not judge people on that. You could give the message to the matchmaker that he didn't do it, and she could key him in that it's something that should be done. Um, after the date also, I like it when singles get back to me and um, tell me how the date went even before they decide whether they want to go or not take a minute to hear what the other side thought before you tell me you don't want to go anymore 
maybe something the person said about you would make you want to try again. So, if of course, if it was a horrible date and you don't want to go again, I understand. But give, give the whole night an opportunity. Hear what the other person thought. Sometimes just knowing that the guy went crazy for you or the girl really thought you had amazing traits makes the other side want to go. So marriage is the goal here. We have to look deep into a person to see if they're going to be a responsible spouse. Qualities should really be the deciding factor. Let's not allow the world out there to teach us our values and then hold us hostage as singles. The Torah is very clear that Midot, kindness, was the Ikad in what made our Imahot and our forefathers the chosen ones. I want to be a good spouse. I want to give. I want to share. I want to be creative in how I give to my spouse. I want my spouse to feel lucky they married me each day of their life. Let's take the focus off what we're looking for and place the emphasis on the Torah way of thinking and looking for a spouse with the proper mindset and decide today while I'm waiting, while I'm still searching, I'm going to better myself every way I can. I think if enough of you ask David to make the next show a question and answer live, I would be glad to do it. I tape these shows live and um, actually I don't tape. I tape these shows and they're not live. But um, I can definitely do a question and answer next time. I've been asked a few times by the singles, but I wanted you to get to know me a little better before we did that. So follow me on Instagram and let me know if you want me to do it live next time, question and answer, and you'll all have to tune in and ask me questions at 8 p.m. next Thursday. Or um, email David at synyradio at gmail.com and let him know how the show is going and what you want me to talk about next. I'd love to hear. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope we're getting you untangled. Have a great night, everybody.